Hey, with Nikki Cole, Catherine in Love is a short film played at under five minute film festival. It's three minutes long. It is a period piece and it's a little got a little drama, got a little romance. And I guess it's historical fiction as well, I guess. Right, Nikki? It is indeed. It's a it's actually a proof of concept for a, a series that I'm working on based on the childhood of Catherine de' Medici, who is a very misunderstood woman of history. So when I had the opportunity to shoot this on the volume wall, which was a whole new experience and incredible technology, I jumped at the chance. This was through the Directors Guild of Canada and Pixomondo and William F. White's uh, virtual production workshop. And it was amazing, amazing experience. Are you be? Are you, aren't you based in Los Angeles? I'm both Toronto and Los Angeles. Oh, I'm well, well so am I. There we go. We're, we're kindred spirits. Are you Toronto, LA as well? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Awesome. I know I know William F. White extremely well. I've I've, uh, I've rented uh, equipment back back in the day when we, shoot, we used to shoot on film. That's how old I am. But that's fantastic. Used to go there all the time. Fantastic. They're always amazing to deal with. They really are. So yeah. tell me about okay. So tell me about this first of all. Tell me about this. Was it like a class? Like what? What was it? Okay. So. <clears throat> are you familiar with the technology at all of the volume? I, let's pretend that I know nothing. Okay. Cool, because I knew nothing either. And most people in the world know nothing. Yeah, it's a brand That's why we're technology. pretending we know, I know nothing. Go ahead. Yeah, it's a brand <laughs> new technology that we all should, we all need to learn as directors, as crew, as everybody. We need to learn how to work with it because it really is going to be part of the, I don't know if I want to call it AI, but it is certainly our digital future. And yeah, it's AI. I would call it AI. All right. Okay, I'll call it AI, I admit. <laughs> um. So at one and the same time, it's this incredible new technology. But also when I walked in and saw, as you, well, okay, I'll pretend you don't know what I'm talking about. Basically, the set is digital, mostly. So that it's beyond green screen, where the actors are shooting in an environment in green screen where they can't see where they are. They have no reference points. The lighting is the lighting. And with this, they're actually in a set. So in my film, they're in a 16th century French chateau castle. Yeah. And what's amazing about that is that when you you it, it's a curved wall, and when it's done right, and Pixelmondo does an amazing job of of seamlessly bringing a, a set that's in front of it, a practical set. So in our case, it was benches and some some rose bushes and some trees and different things. Um, then the actors are actually in the environment and they can see the environment because it's curved and the environment that they're in is lit by the set itself. And we completely control the set. We can, we control what time of day it is. And I wanted to shoot at golden hour. And as you know, when you're shooting at golden hour, like you're, it's changing all the time. So when you're shooting on one side, it's lit one way from the sunset or whatever. And then you, scramble to get it at the same time on the other, but the light's always different. In this case, we can completely control the light. We control where the sun is in the sky. Um, that in itself was amazing for me, just to be able to do that, as well as we were we were tasked, this was a, a, a workshop that uh, we were tasked with challenging the Pixomondo brain bar, they call it, where they, are used to doing uh, Star Trek Discovery, um, Mandalorian, not these guys, but they're, they're sort of yeah. a stock number, you know, these shows that they do all the time. They wanted us to come in and challenge them to say, 
let's try this, let's try that. Yeah. And there were eight different directors who were selected with two different basic sets, digital sets. One was a castle and one was the uh, outside in Paris near the uh, Eiffel Tower. Okay. So four of us got to work on each set. And they would make, we, we spent two weeks preparing. I mean, this is so much prep, more prep than you can imagine um, because they're they're building the set for each of us differently. The beautiful thing about this workshop is that we got to be on Zoom for the whole most of it. And so we were watching each other, what we were doing sometimes. And so we were cheering each other on. We called ourselves the unicorn directors because we got had this incredible opportunity. Yeah. And some of the things we wanted to do, we could. And some of the things they kept saying, we'll see, we'll see. So the actual shoot day, there was, we got, we each got two hours to shoot these little films. And it, believe me, it was a scramble, as particularly with period pieces. We would, they, we would shoot for two hours from the same pool of actors. They would have to have a half hour to change hair, makeup, everything, rush, 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 rush come out and do our films, move on to the next one. And they did that all weekend. They were amazing. The whole crew was amazing because it meant we all had to shift gears like that, right? So the speed so, that- I'm Just to jump back for a second. So you got picked to do this with the other seven yes, directors? Yes. How yes. did you get picked to do it? So we, because I've been working on my historical fiction series for quite a long time, I've been pushing- I don't know if I should say this, but I, I was pushing the Directors Guild for a long time to say, come on, we get, we need to get trained. We couldn't do it in the beginning of COVID. You know, there are all kinds of reasons why not to. And finally they said, okay, we're going to do it. And, and here's the submission process. So we went through entire submission process like we would for any film yeah. where we had to write something. And they asked us to write something specifically for this technology, which sure. we were all happy to do. And we submitted and we wrote and then we we pitched and then we were, you know, there was, I don't know how many hundreds of people applied, but for some reason I was, we call ourselves unicorns. It was just very lucky. And we're, and all our projects are very, very different. So, um, that, so you'll have to ask them how, why I got picked. I don't know. No. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so, much. so in this basic sense, it's everything is, it's like a film shoot except that the production design they create kind of the production design in the in the set i guess right you still have actors you yep. still have sound stuff yes. you still have a camera dp you still have all this stuff but they're kind of helping you with the the, the production design atmosphere and i guess some of the lighting as well i guess right yes sure and the lighting as i said is it's lit by the set so it's very yeah. natural but occasionally they have to tweak it. That's what um, I mean. Like you can, you, there's still like some cinematic kind of uh, style oh, that you can do lighting wise. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. And with, and with props and with production design, it's all because of the angles and the way you have to shoot it. And the way when the camera moves, it's a, I think they call it a parallax, the set moves behind it. So it's a very different way of shooting. So for everyone concerned, the DOPs, the shooters, Everybody, we had to learn how does this work? And then we got to have this incredible situation where, you know, when you normally change, when you shoot, you're shooting one camera. So when you're shooting one camera, you shoot everything from one side. Yeah. Then you have to, you know, strike that, come move, come around the other side, relight. Sometimes that takes an hour, two hours, three hours, depending on the situation. Guess how long this took? Well, since you only had two hours, I'm assuming it took a lot faster than an hour. 
10 minutes. 10 minutes. Matthew, there you go. Because basically we just flip the set. Yeah. And then and then we take one part of the practical set, and in this case, a bench and a flower bush. Yeah. And we move it to the other side. And okay. so now you're fully lit and ready to go in 10 minutes. This is the this is definitely the future. And they're they're doing it now like and oh they've been doing it for a long time but now it's more sophistication it's like it's almost like digital cameras in a sense where like we're like basically now now everybody now there's more access to it right before yes, you would have also to be they know they have more the, the technology is improving all yeah the that's time. what i mean so the, now it's, it's cost less it costs less money to do it so therefore more people can do it i guess right we're hoping that it comes out i think the jury is still out because it's still a very expensive technology yeah uh, there's a lot of time spent in prep, probably possibly more time spent in prep. Sure. I'm not sure. And then I still did a lot of stuff in post as well. So, and, and there's certain things that you still need to shoot location. And I would always want to shoot location. Well, first. yeah, there's a certain essence. Um, that's there will there. be reasons that we will definitely use this, hopefully on my series, depending on where we end up shooting it and who's the, there's, it's all there are these, these volume walls are all over the place now, but there are different levels of sophistication. Yeah. The Canadian Pixelmondo one is very high. I mean, they shoot Star Trek Discovery on it. So it's very high level. But even then, they weren't, because it was changing every day. And I saw this, I, I six months earlier, I had done an editing course. I'm not an editor, but I wanted to take an editing course in the volume wall so that I could understand the terminology and what they call assets and how this worked and how that worked. So much of it went over my head, but much of it I took in, which is when I decided, oh my God, I can make, not only can I make the sun change, but I the shadows will change. And I was like, this is just extraordinary. So I, I it's one of the things I based my script on was being able to control the sun basically, which was amazing. I can't remember where we were going with that, but um, oh. Yes, it's happening all over the world. Yeah. Every day I would ask for something and they weren't sure they could actually do it. And even on the day, I kept trying to, I wanted to have a motivation. When she fought, she has a vertigo. Well, I gave her a vertigo attack because I couldn't. On the day of shooting, I said, I really want a big flock of birds to like fly. And that startles her and it sends her into this spin. We couldn't do that. They could only give me these teeny little, little birds <laughs> way up in the back. And I said, it's not enough. So I said, okay, she's going to have a vertigo attack. I kept to change on the day, my motivation for the spin. The spin was important. And the other reason I want to do the spin is I wanted the world to spin and they could make the world spin. Literally, yeah. the world was spinning. So, and then, so then the, but the costume design, that's something you had to create within the context of the, the yeah, set. Yeah, yeah, we had a costume designer. We had a, we had hair and makeup. We had the, yeah. the whole thing. It no, but I'm saying, the, but the, where did you get the costumes? I'm just curious where you got the where you got well, the they costumes. hired they hired a costume person who brought in they they oh, found gotcha. costumes and we had you know we, that was part of our prep, and again because the lighting is a little different hair and makeup it was a learning it was a learning curve for hair and makeup for yeah. wardrobe for lighting like everything is all new I mean it's new but the day I walked in it reminded me seeing the set there is that too noisy I've got a big noise outside. I can't hear it. It's the, the microphone's Good. not picking it up. I'll, I'll yell. It should yeah. be done soon. It's a truck unloading stuff. Okay, gotcha. Dol I'm next door to the Dolby Theater, and they dump the sets right next. Or the I don't know what it is. Anyway, um, the day I walked in and saw the set, it's so magnificent. It's huge. It reminded me of the early Hollywood days where they used to have these these sets that they would 
they would pull and they would move behind the actors. That's what it reminded me of. So the one hand, it was this incredibly new technology, but it harkened back to early Hollywood days for me. It was like, this is amazing. It's so simple, what a simple idea, but the complexity of the technology is unbelievable. Just unbelievable. And then so, in yeah. terms of the actors, where did you get the actors? Uh, that was the, the workshop, the, um, Kent and Kim, I think it was Kent Robinson was the cast, did the casting on it. And he was amazing. They were amazing. They were all amazing actors. And boy, did they have to work hard. I mean, they really did. They, because they had to shift every two hours. What did they think about? Like, so Brie was your lead. What did she think about the, this whole kind of new age? I guess it's new age kind of filmmaking style. Yeah, you'll have to ask her. But I saw her. She did an interview for Pixamondo. They, they they did a thing on the behind the scenes, and she loved it. She absolutely loved it because it's because you're physically there, right? You're in this space. You're you're in the 16th century. Yeah. You're dealing with the the environment, and and she was amazing. I mean, I was very lucky to have her because I needed. Catherine de Medici is a dancer, and so she's very physical, lots of movement, and I had to have her. This was very scary for me. Brie had to do this spin with these real, we had four real lights, like fire lanterns. Yes. Lanterns. And she had to do a spin quite close to one of them. So of course we had to have the fire marshal there. The, the rest of them are digital and they're amazing. They all look the same, but the, she had to do this spin in this big gown that she'd only, she didn't really get to rehearse in this big heavy gown and I needed her to land at a particular place and not bump into the fire and burn the whole thing down. And thankfully she's a dancer herself. We both were on a show called um, the next step just coincidentally. And so she could, she could hit her mark. She could do a spin and land perfectly every time she did it. And I was like, scary for me. And then, so do you, do you want? So it was it was like this is a proof of concept. So what's the what's the uh, the general kind of like in, the, in a perfect world? Is it going to be a TV series, a movie? What's the what's the ultimate goal? It's a, it's a limited series that we're currently pitching. Okay, uh, it's a six episode limited series based on the life of this rather extraordinary woman and what happened to her in her childhood. It's based on a novel by Jean Calagridis, where she, Catherine de Medici, as a child, was actually kidnapped and held hostage. She was from this big Medici family that there was an insurrection against, and she was kidnapped and held hostage in prison convents for four years. And so it covers, and nobody knows about that time. So it's historical fiction. We're working on what we know happened, and we're filling it in fictionally. And it's a pretty exciting we're, we're, we're very close now to green lights. Everything's crossed right now. We're pitching oh, in the middle of the, of the, of the strikes. So it's hard to, it's hard to nail something down, but we're talking to various actors and broadcasters. And we have a partner, a Canadian partner in take five productions who does shoot Star Trek and, and Handmaid's Tale and Vikings. So we're really excited to have them on board. And um Hopefully the strikes are going to be over soon, and we'll be able to march forward. That's that's the goal. Yeah. So I'm on I'm on the 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 DGC website. There's there there's a nice article about about this workshop that you did, and I I recognize a few of the directors. So yes. basically, yeah. So it's like it's uh it's really great that they did this, and it's like it seems like a nice diverse like uh I I, I it seems like a nice diverse kind of group of people too. A lot of females, which I like to see as well. So. Yeah, we were 50-50, thankfully. Yeah. Thank you, DGC. Do you want to name them? 
you want you're looking at uh, well i could just i'll put a link on the site i want to like i don't want to like go like uh well we could i guess as nika Belliani, Belliani. right and then yeah. allison reed who actually we showed a film of hers at our festival uh right. dale hindebrand right yeah yeah charles uh Yugawabi, i think we showed a film of his as well yeah and stephanie morgenstern we showed a film of hers at our festival yeah. simone stock and then sid uh zane forlin that's yeah. it that's it yeah. and me <laughs> so I've, been, I've actually interviewed a few of them too so it's just funny that's that. awesome yeah well we're we're actually going to be doing the hamilton's um international film festival october 28th all of us they're doing a morning that's amazing all eight films and then we're doing a q a so we can all talk about the technology and how we work together which in itself was an amazing process so. and they got some amazing behind the scenes too photos and it seems like everybody's all it's during covid our guests our guests the last couple oh of years, so years masked up and, and everything and during during mine, yeah, during mine, not only were in COVID and masks, but those those lamps, those fire lamps, yeah, released all these fumes and blackness and soot. So, so we had to change our masks like every hour because we'd look at each other and our masks would be black. Oh wow! <laughs> and we kept being reassured this is not dangerous. There's nothing harmful in here. Right? What they know, right? So fire yeah, with that. <laughs> I said what they know, right? Well, no, they did. They brought in the experts and I'm they just, assured us. That I'm sorry, that's a bad they, joke. I shouldn't. I shouldn't kid around. They probably they know what they're doing. So, but it was good yeah. to wear a mask, though. I guess at that. Oh yeah, which was changed every hour, and then we'd have to go outside to breathe. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was no, funny. it's amazing that like it's it's like it's, it's like this is this like no matter if you're whoever what director you are, there's there needs to be something you need to be educated in this new technology, right? Like hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's why we just all jumped at the chance. It's like, and I'm in Los Angeles now. There's few, very few people here know how to direct on this. Like it is changing. They're using it in commercials now, so people are, you know, getting. But people in television and feature films aren't. They're not getting trained so far. So yeah. far. So I think that's going to change. Europe is changing as well. So we're looking at a place to shoot it, a volume well possibly in the south of France for our series. We'll see. We'll see where we can. We'll see where we can get funding from. Basically. Would you use the same actors again, or would you try to like? It all depends on the on the production company. It really depends on who the broadcaster is. Yeah. Who, you know, everything, sure. everything is broadcaster dependent. If it's a streamer, what is, who do they want? It's but Brie has a pretty good following. She has a pretty good uh, pretty good back track record. So thank you. I think she's amazing. Yeah. I absolutely loved working with her. She was a dream. Both of them. Andrew was too. They were both just wonderful. Yeah. We didn't have, we had very little rehearsal time. I had to sneak in rehearsals over lunchtime. That's, a, yeah, well, they got to do what you got to do. This is amazing. And so uh, what did you think about, it's still about the audience too. And what did you think about what our audience had to say about your film? Oh my God. I, this was such a special treat, Matthew. Hearing, I mean, sometimes you get feedback and you get it in text form and, and you go, well, that's very nice. But First of all, having it in video and being able to see people and see their faces and their expressions, it was like it was like doing a QA. Yeah. But it was in more in depth because in a QA, you just don't get the kind of time to go into the depth that each of your reviewers did. And it was so somebody I posted it in um LinkedIn and and someone posted a musician friend of mine in New York. He said it was so detailed and so thorough. And I felt exactly the same way. It was like, I, I, it was very moving for me as a filmmaker. Sorry, just got it. Yeah. more noise outside. Um, very moving for me, but also very instructive because I guess, especially in a situation like that, where we did the whole thing in two hours and then it's done. And so we, 
we don't we don't have a lot of screenings still. I mean, we this one will be interesting to do in Hamilton because we will be with a live audience. But this was in some ways, I mean, there's nothing like a live audience, but in, in what you guys did by having them send video responses to us was certainly the next best thing. And I think the better what was better was that they could, they could get into depth. Yeah. and speak well, a little longer than they would be they'd be able to do in a Q&A. I never so. like to talk about this but basically you brought it up so basically we used to do it in person but the problem is is that it's like there's, there's a certain shyness and then there's a certain kind of like they can go home after they see it and they can they, they gives them a little bit more thought I guess and there's yeah. not that awkwardness of talking in front of a crowd yeah so they can be more insightful and that's we found that was uh was better for the filmmaker so in the long run. I, I couldn't agree more I was more than pleasantly surprised i've never there's you're the only film festival that i know that actually does this i so, think so yeah so yeah. kudos to you i i think and i love i love putting them online and showing other people you know showing my following what these people said and they were all i don't know if you just didn't use the the negative reviews but all of the ones that you sent me they were all extremely positive so that was and then and they were positive and on point, right? They got here's what I want to say. They got everything that I wanted to them to get. Yeah. And when it's you're context. working at such yeah. speeds, you don't really know if you've nailed it or not until someone says, I got this and I got this and I got this, and you go, Wow, they really got it. And several of them did. So that was you didn't just do one or two. I think I don't know. Six, five, or six. Usually, so. usually between six and six and nine. I think we did like seven. For, I don't know. Maybe like seven or eight for you. But yeah. it, the only time we cut it is when 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 there's repeated comments. We don't want to. We nobody. You don't need to hear repeated comments. And, so. and do you ever post the negative comments as well? There is for you. There was yeah. We did give the people what they what they want because I think that's what they want. There was with you. There I guess there was no negative comments, but. I was I was like, oh, they must have cut out all the. <laughs> no, stuff, well, this is a three-minute film, right? And it's you told the story, you told like it, like you can without telling you it's a proof of concept because it's nobody had any idea, but you could kind of tell it is, but it doesn't matter because there's, there's a beginning, middle, and end story. You're yeah, kind of, I, I needed to tell a story. Yeah. There was no question. Yeah, and if that you would get a negative comments if it wasn't the beginning and middle and end. You told an arc, you gave a, they gave the audience an arc, and it's well performed. It's well directed and uh and like it's like nobody we're talking about most of the time we're talking about kind of like the technical aspects of it and basically the new technology but people just want this audience doesn't know anything about that they just want to hear a good story right and that's what that's what we have to do as filmmakers that's yeah. what we do so we're talking the technology because yeah 100 percent. but that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying like nobody's like oh yes that new technology that from like that's that's when you know you lose your audience, right? They're just exactly. thinking the story. They're busy watching the technology. Exactly. And the beauty of this technology is it is seamless when it's done right. And these actors were amazing. And the whole crew was amazing. And it was like heaven. That's what I say. We call ourselves a unicorn, the unicorn See, brigade. But I just the point I want to make, though, is that because the technology is amazing. It's just like AI. AI is good, right? But here's the thing. You still need someone to perform it. You still need a good sound design. You yes. still it still needs to be like like tone wise like directed properly. There's all these extra all the other elements to make it a good film. It's not just the technology. It's like that's like ten percent of what makes the good film, right? So thank you. You know what I mean? I, like it's like that's what people get hung up on that. But it's just but it's really like there's so many moving parts. You can use AI as a helper, which you did in this film. I'm going to call it an AI because it kind of is. 
but you but it's still you still have to be creative and you still have to be talented as a storyteller yes. to make the exactly. make it to execute the product, right? Exactly. And that's why I I don't think we can ever be replaced by AI because of the human factor that you just brought. Like I had to bring all of my years of experience in filmmaking and directing to this two-minute film, right? Yeah. I don't think I can be replaced. Sorry, I I probably can be replaced by AI one day, but it won't feel the same and it will not feel like me. And I feel that way about writing. I feel that way about the entire creative process. It will, it it needs us. We need to work together with it in order for it to always have that human spark of creativity that AI just can't, no matter what it does, it just can't. It just, I always feel it when I watch AI. I just do. So I want to ask you one thing and I don't, I don't, we don't say what state your age because it doesn't matter, but because we, 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 we like, I just want to bring up that we seem to, age seems to be a big topic these days, especially in the States with two old presidents, two, two older statesmen, one crazy, one not so crazy. Uh, running Absolutely. for president and uh and basically but it seems like we there's 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 an ageism ageism some kind of uh stereotype in the, this industry as well do you, have you oh. found any of that yourself uh personally? 100% 100% i now have a, a support group for female directors called greater later okay we were we were we, we were banging on the door uh to let be let into the system to direct for decades all right bang 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 suddenly what's up what's uh, Time's Up happened, um, Me Too happened, all of which was great. The door opened and younger women went through and we're still out there banging on the door. So we got caught between the intersection of gender inequality and ageism. Yeah, okay. So we were quiet about it for a long time because we didn't want to take the thunder away from the younger women directors. But now we're going, well, wait a minute, we're still here. We didn't get our shot. I still have you got lots my- more experience too, right? I'm at the peak of my power and creativity. There you now, go. I'm now owning it. I don't. I won't tell you how old I am. When people ask me how old I am, I say I'm old enough to vote. And if I tell you, I I'll just know to- how old you are because of the film freeway page. So basically, like uh, you look like you're you're 45. So basically, but I look but I'm that. saying you know what I'm trying to say. I I brought it up because I because I know on your film freeway. You know page, that I'm I'm a mature director and a mature human being, and I think that I'm now calling that a gift that I've lasted this long that I can do. I know what I know. I certainly don't know everything and, and having the opportunity to do new things is just amazing for me, but um, I feel better than ever. I really do. It's, it's awesome. It's an awesome time of life. So yes. And it's a fight still. We're having workshops. I just went to the international women in film summit in Helsinki, Finland. We were talking about it with every country in the world, all the representatives from all the different countries. It's, it's a major, major issue. So, and we're not going anywhere. We're just becoming more, we're becoming stronger activists. We're not going away. No, it's because it's not about like you want someone more experienced, obviously. Right. But it's, it's about like cognitive. I'm sorry. I mean, I said that it's about like, it's about headspace. It's about like someone can be 45 and a drunk and then, it doesn't like, you know what I mean? Or like, I'm not trying to be like, as an alcoholic, I'm not trying to say recovering alcoholic. I'm not saying that, like I'm saying someone is in the bad headspace. That's the point I'm trying to make is that in their 30 years old, like, it's like, it doesn't, it's all about headspace. And if someone's, you're, you're, you seem, like you said, you're, you're like, you're at your creative uh, peak right now. And that's what it's about. It doesn't matter how old or young you are. That's basically the point I'm trying to make. Exactly. And the advantage I have is that, it, no matter what age of the people I'm directing, the characters I'm directing, I've lived that experience in every single one now. 
So I have, I come with a breadth of knowledge and empathy that I don't know that someone younger can have. And I'm not saying anything against younger directors because they bring a freshness and they bring, I love working with younger crews and other directors because together, and also I love working with men. Like I'm bringing on a male ally to one of my uh, talks coming up with greater later group because there are male allies out there who are wonderful to work with. So for me, I'm, I love living in a time. I'm hoping that all the boats are going to rise. Like let's, let's like everybody come into their full glory of talent and vision. And let's, let's all work together to make, to do wonderful work. That's, that's what it's all about. Uh, and that, no, that's a perfect way to end it. Thank you very much for your time. Great film. I wish you the ultimate best with the, uh, with the mini series or the, 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 what do you call it? The limited minis, fine. Lim- limited series. <laughs> fine. I actually like mini because limited makes it sound like there's something. Yeah. That's the, that's like the 21st century language, but we we're, we're, we're old enough to be from the mini series era. Right? I know. I, I think I'm going to call it a mini series. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for the, the amazing film. And let's hopefully we'll talk again when that's finished. Thank you, Matthew. Thank Can't you. wait to see the, what the next stuff that comes out with you guys. And I, I again, thank you so much for, for everything you do. It's fantastic. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Shlemiel.